a challenger approaches. Alright. Alright, before we start, let's roll a force die and see what we're working with. Alright. I rolled two blacks. I rolled one black. I rolled one black. Wow. This is gonna be over, I win. (laughs) I was gonna say this is gonna be great, guys. Four blacks. I'll be using those quickly. (laughs) Alright. This is Um, fine. This is fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Cool, cool, (laughs) cool. Here we are in another fine episode of Coruscant Nights. I am joined tonight by two familiar voices. Welcome, Doug. Hello. Doug, who will you be playing tonight? Tonight I'm going to be playing EG98. Can you tell me a little bit about EG98? Well, EG98 is also known as Gonk the Annihilator. Gonk the Annihilator is a modified Gonk droid. So they've got some of the some of the talents and dispositions of a Gonk droid while also having some modified attributes that have dubbed them the nickname Gonk the Annihilator. (laughs) I'm not going to get over Gonk the Annihilator. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Yeah, it's pretty pretty stupid. Let's hope this is fun. It is genuinely the best wrestling name I've ever heard. (laughs) Yeah, I think Gonk the Annihilator has a a little bit of a wrestling all-star disposition mixed with the cold, logical... Um, computation uh, programming of a robot uh, of a droid excuse me there's a big difference between a robot and a droid I know excuse Ro- you robot is uh, that is a that is the most it's demeaning that, that, that's that's a real kark right there <laughs> really real criff up there oh is it criff both oh, criff kark they're both they're both oh, okay. good I am also joined by Joe who you may know as Trask the Trandoshan from season one whoop, whoop. how's it going Joe it's good. It's very good. I'm I'm excited to get out of my large hulking reptilian body into a much smaller hulking metallic body. <laughs> Who are you playing today? Um, so I'm playing the dumb series pit droid uh, 5N4K5, uh, affectionately known as Snacks, partially because he always carries a bag of like bolts and, and rivets and stuff with him to munch on. So I don't I don't know exactly how that works. I'm I'm assuming there's some sort of little like like coffee grinder, like burr grinder in him that he on the bolts with. But he likes snacks. <laughs> He's a good boy. Great. <laughs> Gonk the Annihilator and Snacks are in the arena. The crowds around them are cheering. Snacks, 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 and gonk, 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 and before them stand three droids the arena is surrounded by a sort of a chain link fence that you know that if you touch it you're gonna get shocked you know that if you don't do what you're supposed to do that restraining bolt on your chest is going to shock you as well there are people placing bets up in the corners there's a little viewing booth very high up in the middle of the bright lights where the person who owns this arena is sitting with a couple of his goons the ground is dusty and the dust rises as an assassin droid starts walking towards you gonk the annihilator focuses all of his attention on this assassin droid and a low bellowing voice 
echoes from his voice box, announcing, A challenger approaches. <laughs> Snacks is really taken by the whole scene uh, of, of, of people cheering and, like, really, you know, screaming and hollering. The place is, like, shaking and reverberating, and, mm -hmm. like, so much so that his photoreceptor is having a hard time focusing on anything outside the pit. Like, everything looks kind of vibrating. But there's, like, a big, also, like, Dallas Cowboys Stadium Jumbotron hanging over oh, the yeah. pit, too. It's all holographic. Yeah. And there's, like, uh, the, there's like an announcer booth up there, too. It's got, it's got to be that two-headed yeah. race, right? Uh, the two, okay. The two it's a species. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they, they're announcing the, the match and, and all that. But he's, like, he looks up at that, and he sees himself on the screen and goes, Oh, wow. Look at that. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> He's just kind of like overwhelmed by by and then like really pumped about all this. He's like, this is sweet. <laughs> so in this pit with you, there is what looks like an X security droid. Mm. It actually looks very fancy. It looks like it maybe worked in a museum at one point, but now it is outfitted with a flame projector on one arm and a combat knife taped to the other. Jeez. There is a decrepit B1 battle droid. It looks like it has seen better days but its built-in blaster pistol is armed and ready to fire. And there's some sort of mysterious figure. It's cloaked, and all you can see is a black rectangular head at the top of the cloak. Head, holy crap. So there are four opponents in front of us? There are three opponents in front of you. Okay, you said okay. there was an assassin <clears throat> droid, a B-1 with a blaster pistol, and the black cloaked figure? Yep, assassin okay. droid, ex-security droid. Okay. Like Depends so on your perspective. Something vaguely K2SO-ish? Yeah. Um, okay. Kind of a long head, gangly limbs. Yeah. Okay. And what's, is a B1 like a astromech? A B1 is a... Roger, roger. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm a Star Wars fan. I did not know that, that battle droids were B1s. It is skinny guys. Yeah. I just got to give these guys names real quick. Unless you have great names for them. I mean, the, the B1's probably named Roger. <laughs> I, I I think the cloaked assassin droid's got to be something like something really metal and cool like Shadow Blade. <laughs> Shadow Blade. Sure, yeah, the cloaked one is Shadow Blade, the B1 is Roger, and the security slash assassin droid is its face is painted with uh with garish colors. And it sort of has a painted on, it, like it, its body is painted one color and its limbs are, are just regular metal. It, it's just named El Huchasa, <laughs> which means the destroyer in some long forgotten language. Great, great. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Gonk the Annihilator is scanning them mm -hmm. right now for weaknesses. All right. First, I would like you both to roll cool. Okay. Unopposed. Snacks has a success and an advantage. Two advantages. None of these guys are cool. <laughs> You're obviously in a fight here. It is going to be PC and PC, PC, and then the other two. My one yellow die coming out on top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who would like to take the first uh, first move? Well, since you were scanning him, do you want to go for that first? Sure. Okay. So you're, what was it, Shadow Blade? Is that what we called them? Uh-huh. You're scanning Shadow Blade. Okay. Is that what you said? No, I did not say that. Oh, okay. Who are you scanning? 
Uh, I, I just kind of blanket statement said I'm scanning all of them. Okay. Scanning all of them for weaknesses. Not this cat. <laughs> there's a cat in the ring, too? <laughs> Cripes. Yeah, there's a there's a tuca that it just <laughs> is trying to burrow right under, right under the fence without getting shocked. Um, they are dark colored and they have a scar over one of their eyes. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I rolled a hug it. <laughs> okay, so roll a perception check. You're going to take one a black. Strain. Nope, one black for the rising dust from this metal floor, and one setback specifically for Shadowblade and their cloak. Okay, and what's the difficulty? Hmm, that would be good to know. Average. Okay. Perception is not the best. Okay, yeah. I accidentally rolled a d6 that looks like my setback, as I do probably about once a game. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right. I got three threat with a triumph. Ooh. Any success? Or is nope. the triumph success canceled out? Canceled out. Okay. You cannot tell what is under Shadowblade's cloak. Okay. The weapons on Roger and El Huchasa look like they are fairly well built in, with the exception of El Huchasa's combat knife which is just taped onto his hand. Okay. And I'm going to use your threats to give one of them a boost because you are sort of pausing to check them out. Fair enough. That was, that was a lot of threats. So that was just a perception check. If you want to do something else with your turn, I would be fine with that. What range am I in? You are at medium range right now. You're on oh. one side of this open area and they're on the opposite side. Okay. The two of us are on the other side. Yeah, two of you are on one side, the three of them are on the other. I'm just going to say, before I do anything, that I don't think Gonk the Annihilator has noticed 5N4K5 yet. <laughs> Snacks is small. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> but let's see. Gonk is going to try and get into short range. Okay, so medium to short is your maneuver. Yep. Yes. I think that's covered in a maneuver. And what else do you want to do? I think he's going to attack. So you haven't properly described gonk the annihilator okay what does it Um, look like when gonk walks towards these droids so i will say that if you are a star wars fan you may be familiar with the gonk droid as a sort of trash can looking (laughs) rectangular cube i do think most of the people who listen to this are are star wars fans (laughs) oh great i think that's one of one of the limitations of doing a star wars show is you don't get a lot of people who don't like star wars (laughs) listening to it Great. Well, that makes things easy. So, uh, Gonk the Annihilator is a gonk droid with some modified uh, attachments, which appear to be two arms and two long, powerful legs. <laughs> they And they need to be pretty long and powerful because I have to imagine that the gonk droid is a few hundred pounds of uh, electrical machinery. Mm-hmm. And these long ar- uh, legs extend gonk's height to i think about six foot eight inches so pretty tall (laughs) and he has two arms that are kind of coming out of his the middle of his rectangular shape and they have some uh weapons and attachments to their to the fronts of the arms all right which one are you going to use um so after gonk scans these droids he uh approaches with long striding um slow struts and announces to them i have calculated the odds 
And they are against you. And he raises his one of his arms, and he's going to try and fire his goo gun at them. <laughs> All right, so short range is going to be a single purple. Okay. Uh, if I remember correctly, you are rolling a black die every time you use your goo gun. Is that right? Yeah, I think that was part of our modifications. Okay. All right, fair enough. Which and cartridge I'm... do you have in right now? He has his goo gun is attached to one of his arms it has a cartridge on the top and on the bottom the top cartridge is sort of a kind of a clear green and the bottom is kind of a brown a thick brown kind of gray gray uh, liquid and he's going to shoot this kind of translucent green liquid at them oh boy okay so i'm going to roll okay two success two threat and one of the successes a triumph who are you shooting at? He is going to spray... I was hoping maybe I could hit two of them if I did well enough. He is going to spray Shadow Blade. The, he cannot uh, he cannot die, uh, properly understand this threat and therefore has calculated that it is the greatest threat to him. Okay. Tell me again what you rolled. How many successes? Uh, two. Two successes. Um, wow. Okay. So... What does it look like when you when you shoot your goo gun? It sprays a kind of arcing stream. It's not like a bolt at all. It kind of arcs up in the air and not not like way way up in the air, but it arcs up before it arcs down onto its target. And this one is pretty pretty watery and he douses this this hooded figure. That was exactly the role you needed if you are using that triumph as a critical. Sure. I will. To destroy Shadow Blade. <laughs> oh, that's great. So that's tell me how Gonk the Annihilator annihilates three <laughs> mouse droids in a trench coat. It's three <laughs> mouse droids in a trench coat? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he walks up, says one of his catchphrases. I think he has like a couple basically pre-programmed uh, things he says because he, he was programmed post- uh, gonk droid career and stands there like a statue and uh shoots an arcing stream of basically acid onto a bunch of hooded mouse droids uh, i think that the the hood uh the cloak kind of starts to dissolve away in a smoking heap that is then a toppled little tower of probably screaming little mouse droids <laughs> it would be screaming except it just sounds like can I can I make a suggestion of what his uh, what his catchphrase is? Yes, please. If and I'm, I imagine for some reason that it's basically like Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze voice, but <laughs> if you don't just chill, you might just melt. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild, and and Snacks is also standing there in the background, just <laughs> clinking his little his little pinchers together, clapping. He's like having the time of his life. Uh, oh, that's great. The crowd goes wild, and uh, Roger, if a droid could look surprised, Roger looks <laughs> surprised. And he starts backing up and uh, says, Oh, no. <laughs> and is going to take a shot at Gonk the Annihilator. Okay. What an incredible roll. Like Roger that. rolled three advantages and, and four threats. <laughs> so Roger is not the best droid. He's, he's seen better days. He was fresh off the line, 
at the beginning of the Clone Wars. Yeah. How he even made it to Coruscant, he doesn't remember. <laughs> he's, so he's got this, like, ion blaster on his hand, mm. instead of a hand, basically. And he starts shooting it at, at Gonk. Mm-hmm. And the shots hit the ground to the left of his feet, to the right of his feet. One goes just past and dissipates in the crowd. And uh, <laughs> somebody freaks out a lot, but it doesn't really hurt them. And he just keeps backing up. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. And it's Snack's turn. Awesome. I think Snacks is just going to, like, just bound in and, and try to just get in on the fun. I think I'm just going to spend... I'll just spend my two... My uh, maneuver and my action to get to uh, close range. Okay. And you don't want to spend two maneuvers, take some strain, and then do an action. Actually, yeah. Well, let's do let's do that. I'll take a yeah. Is it what one strain or two? Two strain. Okay. Two yeah. strain. Take yeah. two strain, and I'll move to close with the uh, and. Uh, are you getting closer to to Roger or Eluchasa? Well, are they are they sort of in like a, a line? Or what are we? What, Roger, I guess, is, is backed up. Roger's is pretty much almost on the electric fence right now. A little bit closer to Gonk. Okay. El Huchasa's got a little bit of distance. Why not? I'll I'll, I'll sort of square off with with El Huchasa here. Um, and I think Snacks is going to he's going to strike a, a like a almost a superhero pose and just be like, "You will not beat me." And my friend here, because we're here to, to take you down. And I would like to make a, a coercion check off of that, oh, if that's coercion okay. coercion check against him? Okay. <laughs> I want to intimidate him. That is going to be... Oh, wow. It's just a green. <laughs> uh, so it's just a purple. Just a purple? All yeah. Right. I mean, he did probably still work in, like... A library or a museum so <laughs> he looks not pretty many intimidating people... but he's yeah. not no that is gonna be two successes two advantages okay so had you not said anything he probably would not have noticed you <laughs> he was watching what was going on with with roger and gonk mm. but as you start speaking he looks down at you what is it what is a pit droid intimidating a like six seven foot tall security droid look like yeah he's he's uh snacks is standing there like superman pose like little little pincher hands on his hips and like sort of pointing making declarative gestures and sweeping his arm around as if he's like (laughs) 20 feet tall and looking like as if he was atlas holding the world on on his hands like haha look at what i can do (laughs) just making point if he was tall enough he would be poking a finger in his chest yeah well i think you've guaranteed that he's not going to attack you (laughs) <laughs> awesome. What do you want to do with your advantages? And Doug, you had a triumph on that perception check that we forgot about. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Any ideas for that before we forget about it again? I knew what I wanted to do. Well, I, I didn't succeed was the problem, right? Right. So you didn't notice anything about <clears throat> these droids, but maybe you noticed something about this place. Uh-huh. Hmm. Maybe is there like a gap or something, if I can suggest? If there, is there like a gap in the electrical or a pattern of the electricity in the fence or something? Or That was that was what I was thinking too, is that Gonk noticed uh, a way that they could escape if, yeah. they wa- if he wanted to. You saw the spot where that Tuca scampered out, mm-hmm. which looks like it's definitely big enough for snacks. Mm. And uh, with a little work, maybe it could be big enough for Gonk too. Okay. Okay. Any advantages on this coercion check? Any ideas? 
Um, I think I'll throw Gonk a, a blue die for his next thing. Maybe, maybe Gonk notices snacks and, and his rousing intimidation speech. Uh, and and uh, a black die for, for El Huchasa just sort of quaking a little bit. And maybe the, the crowd... Maybe because of uh, the crowd sort of noticing my my luchador type speech and like challenge and stand down, and yeah. they're like, "Yeah, this little <laughs> guy knows what's up." Great. All right. So Gonk is uh, at short distance from Roger, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So El Huchas is gonna close the distance between, not like the full distance, but he's gonna get a little bit closer to Roger and Gonk, and he lifts one of his arms. His left arm, mm-hmm. which has a little barrel attached to it with a canister. Okay. My luck's going to be great tonight. <laughs> and there's a little flame at the end of that barrel. You see a little little bit of liquid start up and start up, and then this big burst of flame shoots out of his left. I think I said his left, his left hand. And he shoots it towards Roger, and then he shoots it towards Gonk. He's just out of range that it's not actually hitting either of you. All right. Gonk is going to have two setbacks to the next roll. Uh, Darn. Because it's actually very close to you. Because the fire is very yeah, close to yeah. me? It's not hitting you, but it's if you could feel heat, you would feel the heat. Okay. Here's what I want to do, but can you tell me? Is it my turn? Yeah. Or snacks. Or snacks. What do you think, snacks? Uh, I'm good if you, you want to go. Something I want to do. Yeah. What kind of role would I have to do to um, pick up Roger? <laughs> um, that would be a contested brawl, hmm. I think. So it would be two purples. Okay. Unless you want to argue something else. My athletics is way better, but. I'd like to argue that it is very cool. So. <laughs> <laughs> my brawl is better than my cool, unfortunately. <laughs> So Gonk is uh, on top of, you know, is kind of approaching Roger as Roger backs away, firing um, blaster bolts Mm -hmm. that are narrowly missing Gonk. And Gonk announces to Roger, Escape is improbable. And uh, is going to attempt to pick up Roger. And we'll, we'll go from how successful I am. Okay. So two purples against you, three greens. Um, and I will use one of my dark side points to make it a purple and a red. A purple and a red? Yeah. And I have two setbacks? You do have a, yes. a boost from me, though, too. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. That's a lot of die. Okay. I got a failure with two advantages. So you go to pick up Roger, and Roger starts slapping you with his regular hand in his gun hand. Hey, stop! Keep your hands to yourself. And Snacks is like loving this. He's cheering and jumping up and down and going, yeah! How many advantages? What do you know uh, what you want to do with, what you I got do with two. Is, is Roger carrying a weapon? Roger has a built-in ion blaster. Hmm. I guess I didn't really do good enough to like rip it off of him. Probably not. I want my advantage to be that Gonk attempted to pick up Roger, mm-hmm. but was unable to, but has now put Roger in between him and uh, this flamethrower sure. bot. That's great. <laughs> so as you're doing this, you see the crowd's still going nuts, and some money's exchanging hands up in the up in the fancy booths up at the top. 
the Jumbotron, the Holotron, <laughs> up in the center is showing, I think it, at that point it was showing Gonk accepting Roger's slaps that are doing nothing with the giant bout of flame behind them. <laughs> and I think El Huchas is going to take the next roll. All right. <laughs> and I've got El Huchas's uh, setback and snacks. There it is. All right, so the painted up security droid, it, the flame goes out from its hand. He sort of like taps it a couple times because it's supposed to go further than that and lights it up again. It's a little flame and then he punches his hand forward and the fire shoots out. And if Gonk had been in the way, it would have been bad for Gonk. Luckily, Roger was in the way. Oh no. <laughs> oh, poor guy. And the battle droid screams, Oh no! As uh, its servos begin to melt and it falls to the ground. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, now it's just the two of you and Hushasa. The crowd goes wild, and money is exchanged again by a lot of the people in the crowd. And and uh, yeah, and Snacks is jumping up and like visibly like springing and like going, "This is awesome!" And he, I think what I'm what he's gonna do is he's just gonna like bounce, like run, you know, sort of like the springing ding 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 ding, ding right up to El Huchasa and go, "You did it! You melted that guy!" And he's also going to like he's gonna hug him. And like, he's gonna like hug around his legs and like also sort of like pick him up as if like, you know, in a, like in a Super Bowl, like after, uh -huh. after game huddle, like you're picking up the victor and going, yay, and putting him on your shoulders. So he's gonna make a brawl check against El Huchasa to accidentally Great. hug him too hard. I'm also going to up, I'm gonna take two strain to use frenzied attack and upgrade, uh, <laughs> upgrade my brawl check twice. Okay, and I'm going to flip another dark side to upgrade the difficulty, so it's gonna be a red and a purple. One success and four advantages. Okay, <laughs> so what does that do? In terms of damage? Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Oh, I'm one advantage short of critting, but yeah, he, um, five. Okay, that doesn't like ignore Soak or anything? No. Okay. No, but I I will just make it a strain. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. And your advantages? Any ideas? A lot of them. I think for sure, with what two of them? I think is the is the typical. I want to knock his uh, taped dagger, <laughs> his taped knife, uh -huh. out of his hand. Great. Squeeze yeah. him so hard that that and shake him so much that that rips off. Yeah, so how about you You grab him and squeeze him and start shaking, and it um, catches on that electrified uh, fence and just, like, pulls right out of his hand, or off of his hand. I love that. Yeah, yeah, and I'll, I'll, I guess I just want him... He, he can be disoriented, too. We'll give him another black die to his next thing. Okay. And, uh, and a blue, since I've got him sort of... A blue for gonk, since I've got him sort of... Uh, tied up right at the moment okay <laughs> and it's gonna be gonk's, gonk's turn okay gonk is uh watching this this comedic display and scanning all of the while and calculates that this this is impressive uh <laughs> gonk finds the this this art of warfare to be unique and original and <laughs> respects it as he walks forward towards uh was it el chasa El, El Huchasa. El Huchasa 
he steps and crunches over Roger's flaming uh, remains. <laughs> <laughs> I want to use a maneuver to get into engaged with El Huchasa. Yeah. Oh, you're going to use your other thing now, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. I hate when I do this, but I also forgot that I, sh- I should be rolling an extra boost against these uh, opponents because of my talent design flaw. You should. It's okay. Yeah. That's not uncommon for me to not really be paying attention to my talents. Oh, it's um, just adding, it adds one advantage rather than a whole boost. Oh, well, good thing I said so, so now I actually know what that is. Okay, so I'm going to do a... A melee? Yeah, so I'm going to do Okay, so it's two purples. Okay, and any setbacks? Um, you have a boost from uh, from snacks, and I'm going to flip one of my dark sides over to make it a red and a purple. You really want me to get a... A uh, despair for some reason. <laughs> I so there there are a couple different ways that this game could go, and one of them is if you get a despair right now. <laughs> well, sometimes I kind of I relish the opportunity to just see what would happen if I got a despair. Um, all right. Humble brag, suggesting you've never gotten a despair. <laughs> In these situations, when Mark wants me to, rarely. No, uh, let's not forget about Nigel. Oh, that's true. That was that was. Uh, that was some plot-changing despair. <laughs> um, okay, so here I go. All right, three successes with let's see, two threat. Okay, so you have your automatic advantage, so one threat, right? Right. Wait, so what's the melee attack? One of Gonk's arms is a a welding sort of device, or a, it's called a fusion cutter. Oh yeah, and some bright orange uh, so bright that they are beyond orange they are whiter than a uh, star kind of crackle across the front of El Huchasa <laughs> and with my three successes uh, my weapon does five damage five plus your brawn so eight nine ten eight. eleven okay and it has pierce two it has breach one. Oh, sorry breach which one. counts as pierce ten so <laughs> Um, how did you kill? How did you uh, dismantle El Huchasa? Uh, so, since my talent is called Design Flaw, um, Gonk the Annihilator says, I have observed a design flaw. Allow me to correct it. And cuts him in half from shoulder to, uh, to uh, legs. And then El Huchasa falls into colorful pieces in in snacks hands too and snacks like <laughs> looks at all these pieces sort of tumble in front of him his photoreceptor turns up to gonk and pauses for a second yay <laughs> we did it uh, <laughs> and the holotron up in the top shows snacks celebrating <laughs> and there's probably an equal amount of cheers and grumbles in the crowd as further credits are exchanged and some people just like throw their tickets down and storm out and other people celebrate and (laughs) you know that the next step is to head to the center of this arena and wait for the the announcers to to do their thing before you get taken away for the night okay so snacks uh i think snacks sort of like trots over to gonk and like sort of pull i think he'll he'll pull on on your like plating on the side you know come on let's go let's go to the middle we get our prize gonk acknowledges snacks looks down and says ally well done and follows him 
Well, that's another match in the Coruscant Arena. And the winners tonight are Gonk the Annihilator and Snacks. Tell me, Beef, what do you think about the match? Well, um, it, was a, it was a match. I'll have to agree with you there. Uh, a quick one. We get to leave soon. That's great. Great! Thanks for that, Peef. And let's go back down to ringside and hear from the competitors. A Celestin walks into the ring. The electricity turns off for a brief moment and a, a gate opens. Celestin walks in with a mic. Gunk the Annihilator, how's it feel? How's it feel to be a winner tonight in the arena? He holds up the mic. There could be only one outcome. Victory. And how about you, Snacks? This is your first time in the ring. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> well, and he holds the mic up to himself, and a little hollow cam droid comes in front. Another great victory for Gonk the Annihilator and the newcomer, Snacks. There are going to be exciting things in store for these two. Uh, now, back to you. Snacks reaches up and sort of pulls at the hollow cam droid's, you know, like, frame and just goes, Hi, what's your name? I'm Snacks. And it goes, and tries to get away from you. <laughs> he lets it go. <laughs> and the Celestin's done. His mic is off, and he walks back out of the arena. Two goons come out. They're the regular goons that you deal with every night. And they've got the little remotes for your restraining bolts ready, and so that you can see them. Hmm. And they walk into the, the center of the ring and get on either side of the two of you. And they press a little button, and a platform in the center starts descending down. And as it descends, the noise from the arena becomes muffled, and eventually the top closes, and you're down in the dark space where they store you between matches. Two other goons have brought down Roger, El Huchasa, and the three mouse droids in a trench coat, and tossed them into a pile of already dismantled droids. They're probably going to be parts later on, if anything is salvageable. And the two goons, a, a Weequay and a Gamorian, start walking you to the little cages that they keep you guys in. That, uh, that pile of droids is pretty grim. If you don't shut up, you're going to be one of them. <laughs> okay. And before long, you are in that <laughs> space. They put you in there, they close the doors, and... This is normally where your night ends. There are a couple other cages around with, with droids in them. Most of them are deactivated, have their restraining bolts on, have their weapons deactivated. The rest of the goons leave, turn the lights off, and you can still hear the people up above in the arena, but after a little while, it starts to quiet down. Cool, we go to sleep. Next day. No. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think uh, I kind of think Gonk might go to sleep, like characteristically. <laughs> but uh, let me let me think about that. I, let me think about if anything's changed. Well, so this is Snacks' first night in the arena, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's probably like sitting on in on the floor of whatever cage or, or holding thing they put him in, just sort of like sitting there, rocking, just kind of humming to himself, sort of. Can you tell me a little bit about Snacks' past? Yeah, so Snacks is pretty... Snacks is actually kind of a lot like Roger in the fact that he's 
pretty old in service, even though pit droids don't last long. He was activated about 13 years ago, and he used to be part of the Outer Rim pod race circuit. He just sort of followed around a, a variety of, of pod pilots. Uh, I think he eventually got bought by Sebulba uh, on Tatooine, uh, mm-hmm. or on, on Malastare originally, but he was on Tatooine. Eventually just sort of got forgotten about. I think they kind of assumed that he would just run, uh, that his parts would run down since he was so old, and so they just kind of like left him, and, and he never got officially freed from service. They just yeah. left him, and so he, you know, was like, oh, okay, cool. And found his way onto a transport, made his way to Coruscant to, to see what's what. Can he have had a, can he have had a recent, like within the past few months owner? Oh yeah, pod, pod race owner. Totally, totally, yeah. I, I yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think this necessarily had to be long time that he's been free. I think well, and if anything, a droid wandering around without an owner is not particularly usual in this galaxy either. So mm-hmm. might have gotten great. The two of you are in your cages, Gonk. What is one of the neighboring droids that you've grown accustomed to seeing in the cell next to you? The cell next to me has a. It has a uh, astromech droid in it. Okay. What kind of modifications does it have? It has a very large, heavy blaster rifle coming out of the very top of its head. <laughs> it's just like attached to the top of the head. Great. And then it has, uh, in the parts where its arms connect to its torso mm-hmm. or to its body, there are just big spikes coming out <laughs> to the right and left. Yep, that's right. Okay, what's this... What's this Astromech's name? Uh, about like uh, I was gonna say R four L F. Rolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Rolf is is still on in um, in their little chamber to the left of Gonk the Annihilator, and you know by now that Rolf always asks about the match. They want to know all the details, who won, who lost, who got melted, who got disintegrated. So they beep and whistle at you, asking, Hey, who won? How'd it go? And they're they're asking Gonk? Yeah. Um, Gonk, just, uh, I, I bought this talent, so I'm glad I get to use it, but Gonk uh, speaks in binary. <laughs> okay, I mean, I think all droids pretty much speak in binary. Well, I did, I, I guess... Okay, well, the talent tree I bought was for yeah, an yeah. engineer, so I guess this would be more impressive if I was, like, a well, human or like something. Well, it's like, if you were telling them to do something, uh-huh. that makes that easier for you. That's what right, that's right. what Speaks Binary does. Uh, I just wanted to say that I do speak binary. But, uh, <laughs> I just wanted to flex. Um, Gonk describes the match in, you know, pre- pretty scientifically. Gonk says, uh, I took 25 steps to the left. <laughs> A defeated opponent. I took 60 steps to the right and defeated opponent. Ally was very helpful. Uh, points over at Snacks. Oh, hey there. I haven't seen you around here before. Uh, Snacks is still whistling to himself. Barely knows. He's like, oh, wait, me? Yeah, yeah, you. Oh. You're new, you're new, right? Yeah, this is a new place. New, new place, place for me. I don't think we've had any uh, pit droids before. Kind of cool. Why? Hope, why what? Why haven't you had any pit droids? Oh, you know, they're not like you don't see them around here. I mean, I, 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 uh, 
used to be, you know, I used to fly and stuff. It was uh, out in the Outer Rim. I flew too. I was in the Outer yeah. Rim too. I love flying. Yeah. I don't get I to fly it. anymore. No, now we're just here. Here's fun though. We were in the ring. Have you been up there? It's so much fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's something. Well, good luck, I guess. Thanks. You too. I'm Snacks. Oh, Rolf. <laughs> nice to meet you. He, um, Rolf turns to turns to Gonk. Eat one. <laughs> his his fighting style is unique but unmatched. Wow. Well, if you guys don't mind, uh, do you mind if I like watch some TV? Is uh, there's there's something cool on tonight. It might be a little bright. I can turn it down if you if you want to shut down stuff. So. Wait, you can get TV down here? Uh, they forgot to take out my uh, HoloNet receiver. Cool. Yeah. Snacks shuffles around to the other side of the cage and, and sticks his legs out that side. He can also watch if possible. You, you might you might find this cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's happening here tonight. And his little hollow projector starts glowing, and you get sort of a a, a pregame show with somebody explaining that they're they're setting up a course for a pod race <gasps> that's happening. I've been there! I've been there! I used to do those! It's here, right now. Wait, where? Where here? Above us. A couple miles, probably. Above us in the arena? No, no, like... How do you get pods in there? (laughs) You could only fit one pod in there. No, I mean up in in the sky lanes. Oh, Oh, that makes a lot more... Gonk, can you see this? Did you see this? Um, Gonk is unfamiliar with pod racing uh <laughs> and if despite the fact that gonk may sometimes talk in the third person <laughs> no i don't think he does no that was that was me talking not gonk. <laughs> gonk is unfamiliar with pod racing but looks onward at the screen in front of him with uh a new shimmering glint in his whatever gonk's eyes are his photoreceptor <laughs> yeah i couldn't think of the word photoreceptor <laughs> The person explaining the course and uh, its um, sponsors, and there are a couple ads, and then they show the lineup of of pods, and you see, I mean, everything looks sort of blue in this projection, hmm. but I'm gonna I'm gonna flip my last dark side over. Wow. Ooh. Yep. Because Snacks sees a familiar pod in the lineup. <gasps> it's his last owner. Oh, wait. I know him. Oh wait, not Zabulba. No. No. Do you do you have an idea of who this person is, or can I make something up? He's a small, hairy, bug-faced guy. <laughs> okay. He is an Elam, and oh. his name is Spilljack Spilljack. That's a good I like that name. That's a great name. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you remember this, Doug, but Spilljack Spilljack was in that short-lived uh, campaign we played with Dad. <laughs> no, I don't remember that at all. He worked at like the restaurant that, that you worked on. Wow. Okay, cool. That's Did what make... he does after he retires from pod racing. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah, so this is like a Talls, but with a bug face. A more of a bug face. Yeah, and, <laughs> and probably like and four feet tall. This is only four feet. I think they're small. T- okay, cool. What's the species called? Elam. Elam. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so he's not much taller than me. Cool. Yeah, he's a little guy. I know him! I know him, I know him, I know him, I know him! That was my former owner. That's Spilljack Spilljack. Gonk, do you see that? That's my former human. Well, not human. Elam. 
It's my former being. It's my former being. The camera pans by the the racers who are all doing that um, weird parade with flags. Mm. Yep. I know that flag. That's his. That's totally his. Oh my gosh, we gotta go see this. I gotta tell him about the fight. It'll be so cool. Thanks for listening to another episode of Coruscant Nights. Coruscant Nights is a production of Nightcast Creative. For more information on this and our other projects, visit nightcastcreative.com. Thanks to Doug and Joe for playing on these episodes. Make sure to check out Doug's art at voidboy.art. And check out Joe's podcast, New Republic Radio. Stay tuned after this for a preview of the show. If you're loving Coruscant Nights, be sure to leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher and visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Nights. Last but not least, don't forget about Donate for Destiny. Between all the shows involved, we've raised an amazing $250 for Child's Play. Stop by nightcastcreative.com destiny to find out how you can mess with our Destiny pool and help a great charity at the same time. The Empire is no longer a single entity, but rather fractured remnants striving to reclaim some galactic power. The Rebellion has evolved into the New Republic, a government with its goal of achieving true democracy, but burdened by repairing the damage done by a generation of tyranny. In between fall many of the same people who fell through the cracks under previous administrations. New Republic Radio begins in the era after the Battle of Endor in Return of the Jedi, just around the same time as The Mandalorian, and about 20 to 25 years before The Force Awakens. The stories that we seek to tell in New Republic Radio are those of the ordinary beings in the galaxy who are confronted with extraordinary circumstances. Everyone is a hero or villain of their own story, and we broadcast those stories. This is New Republic Radio. Expand the galaxy.